You're listening to Am I Cancelled? So, put your headphones in, tune out the world, and get cancelled with us. Hello. Welcome to Am I Cancelled? Season 2, the season of interviews. That's right, this is your host, Edward Smith, taking you on another journey. Today we have Danielle Sunberg. This woman started off as a very prominent lawyer, very successful in her field, and then her life took a total different direction. Do-do-do-do-do-do. And she's now a Reiki master, and she does coaching. Look. If you want to get some great deals, you should head over there right now because there's a Christmas special. If you go right over to Ama Healing, A-M-M-A-Healing.co, there's currently a 25% off specialty bundles. You get 25% off when you buy holiday bundles. And then if you head right over to DanielSunberg.com, D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E-S-U-N-B-E-R-G dot com and you book a power duo session that's coaching and Reiki for 60 minutes, you get a 40% off discount. Two Christmas specials for the price of fun. That's right. And just before we hop in to the interview, I do want to say that Zoom was doing a little bit of acting up, so you will hear some Zoom stutters in there, which is kind of common in this age of interviewing where we're doing everything remotely. But after listening back, I believe that it's still pretty easy to pick up on what's being said. So look out for that, but don't judge too harshly. Zoom is what Zoom is. Right after the commercial break, let's go ahead and hop in to the interview with Danielle Sunberg. If you would like to interact with the show, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at am underscore I underscore canceled. And also check out our Facebook page, Am I Canceled. Back to the show. Danielle, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Thanks so much. It's so good to be here. (laughs) Now, I'm going to ask you some serious questions. I hope you're ready. I'm not going to take them very seriously. I hope that's okay. (laughs) Well, my first question is, do you still have your waffle maker from your wedding gift registry? I do have it, and it doesn't get a lot of use these days because um, I don't cook ever, really. Okay. But but we do have it, and once in a while, we pull it out for, for fun, you know, for fun. Going through your timeline, I noticed that you and your husband were in law school at the same time. Is that where you guys met? Yes, indeed. We did meet in law school, although we didn't start dating until well after law school. From 2005 to 2009, you worked on getting bachelor's of art degrees in politics and American studies. And from 2010 to 2013, you went through law school. What originally inspired you to pursue law? So it's, you know, many answers to that question. One being it was a very natural direction. There was a lot of momentum behind it because both my parents are attorneys. So you can understand, you know, I'm sure yeah. a lot of your listeners are probably in the same boat. I think people who are going and picking careers is just very natural to have a lot of influence from what your parents do, right? The second reason is 
because of a natural skill set that I have with with words and puzzles, logic mm-hmm. puzzles. And so that kind of feeds very naturally into the law. And the third reason is I want to be of service to people. And so it seemed like a good way to use my skills to help people build what they want to build, um, create things. And I think that the law is a really intimidating place in industry. And right. so when people mention lawyers, you either you know, kind of shudder (laughs) or get intimidated. Right. And so to me, it didn't feel that way. And I was like, great, I can step into this place and really be of service and felt like doing good in the world. After law school, you spent time interning, being a law clerk, a senior federal circuit editor, an associate at the law firm Venable. I hope I'm saying that right. You are. And that would bring us to 2017. Now, could you tell me a little bit besides what you've already said about the climate of working in law and what was your experience? Working in in the judicial clerkship, which is where I went directly after law school, was a fabulous experience. Mm-hmm. It, for anyone who's thinking about doing one, who's thinking about uh, going to law school or doing a clerkship if they're in law school, I highly recommend it. And it definitely depends on the judge that you clerk for because you are basically in this very small container of what your work ecosystem looks like. And it's all dependent upon the personality factor of the judge. And so the biggest thing you can do is understand who it is that you're working for so that you know if you're a good fit. Right. Hopefully they're doing that too. Then for the law firm, I went into commercial litigation. So commercial litigation is all about people being sued and suing people, right? And if you heard me just like literally two minutes ago, talk about stepping in and helping people build things and create things. Yeah. Litigation is the exact opposite, right? You're dealing with people's problems and they're coming to you and saying, like, I'm in pain, not necessarily physical pain, but they're dealing with a pain point in their company or what's going on and they need help. And, you know, it, it, it was a good thing to be able to fit that role of, of helping when they're in pain. But that really wasn't what it felt like I was meant to be doing. I don't want to be there in crisis. I want to help people be their best company, build their best idea, bring it into creation. And so unfortunately, it didn't totally line up for me. And I think what you're getting to is that over time, that feeling of dissatisfaction of where I was continued to build and build and build and build until it became an inflection point in my life where I ultimately left the law. So yeah, so we get to 2017 to 2019, where you became involved in three companies, two of which you founded or co-founded. Leap, where you were the director of operations at one point and COO at another. Apollo Scheduling and AMMA, which you founded or co-founded. Can you think of a moment where your interest switched to where you thought, I'm going to get out of law and I'm going to start getting into these companies now? Yes, as a matter of fact, So when I was at the firm, I was defending a client who was facing a $6 billion judgment. Mm -hmm. And we went to trial and we won. And it was grueling. And I barely slept. And I was sick. And it was just like the, you know, the ultimate test of endurance. And at the end, this partner called me after we found out that we won. And he said to me, congratulations, great job. I'm going on vacation for two weeks and I'll see you when I get back. And I said Mm. to him, actually, no, you won't. I'm leaving. Because what had happened during the course of that trial and in that moment was this feeling 
that I had been that had been growing of dissatisfaction, this like inner malaise, right? Where, you know, I think a lot of us have that in our career. We just kind of feel generally kind of blech about what we're doing, but not enough to make a change around it. And I had been to a doctor and the doctor had prescribed me depression medication. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at this medication while I was in trial and it just all felt wrong. Like every ingredient that was going on in my life felt wrong. And I had this moment basically like, is this the life that I built for myself? Like this is what I worked so hard for. And, and I'm supposed to basically numb the feelings to then be able to move forward with it and stuff down the emotional, you know, warning signs basically that I'm headed in a direction that I don't like. Right. And it came back as, you know, basically, no, like go change your life. And so I, I left and I think that it really came down to the risk of staying at the firm being, um, risk, it just was riskier, riskier to stay at the firm than it would be to leave and not know what I was going to do next. Because when I said, I'm not coming back to work in two weeks, I didn't know what I was going to go do. I just knew I needed to make a change. So that's kind of when I embarked on this journey of what does it mean to be happy when I have nothing to prove? What does it mean to honor who I am in the world? And really discover that without having, you know, the different expectations that society and our parents and, teachers and authority figures put on us that that basically create the narrative with which we build our lives. And so if you can throw that out the window and do it all over and on your own terms, what would your life look like? And so that's sort of mm-hmm. the gift I gave myself when I left the firm and came to a place of empowering wellness and people's living their inner truth. And, and those companies that you mentioned in various ways were either steps along that journey or my own vision coming to fruition of ways to help people with it. And so you, you became a transformational coach and a Reiki master. And can you explain what those roles are? Sure. So Reiki is a energy modality. A lot of us in the West are probably familiar with it having seen it, having seen it on like a spa menu when you go to get a massage it might be like down there at the bottom because it's mm-hmm. it's it's sort of practice in the same environment um or you might have heard of you know something else called acupuncture or yeah. meditation even like we've all heard of meditation now right. so those are all different energy modalities and what reiki is is an ancient japanese energy modality focused around your inner chi or prana or spirit that flows through us and animates us and gives us life. So Mm -hmm. we're all made of this energy and how we balance it in our bodies and our minds affects how we experience our life. And so what Reiki does is it's organized around the um, chakra system. And so we use the chakras essentially to help rebalance communication between the mind, body, spirit, heart, gut, all of those things. And so people feel clearer afterwards, more like refreshed, balanced, um, rejuvenated. There is these beautiful aha moments that come through because the mind and the body are talking to each other more clearly and more efficiently. So when we feel like stuck or um, frustrated or confused, it's not that we don't know the answer. 
because our inner wisdom is always within us and always has the right answer for us. We always have this internal GPS that's leading us towards satisfaction in life. But often we end up clouding our connection to that because we're so um, focused on the mind and the thought spirals around issues like, what am I going to do when I graduate? And uh, I am, I'm so upset around breaking up with my partner or I really need more money. And those things consume us. And then we get kind of foggy and we don't see the clarity of how to move forward in life. And so what Reiki does and also coaching is helps kind of clear the fog and just gently puts us back into balance. Okay. And then that's also the company uh, that you said, AMA Healing, A-M-M-A is AMA, which is sort of an honorific term for mother. Okay. And it's a, um, a health and wellness hemp products company or CBD as we commonly know it to be, but that's sort of a misnomer. Um, anyway, because the point of the, the power really of the hemp plant is that it helps us connect to that inner source of wellness and clarity as well. So unlike coffee or alcohol or something that's stimulating us or depressing us, what the hemp plant really does is allow that subtractive experience of stripping away the layers so that we can feel in touch with our body, our minds, and activate our body's innate intelligence and ability to heal itself. Right. Our bodies know what to do, right? Just like we have our internal GPS about what the right moment um, or decision is for us to take, our bodies know what to do too. And so that's a really special thing about the hemp plant. So in a testimonial on your website, what you do is described as magic and you are described as a magician. How do you feel about being classified like that? (laughs) Um, I mean, I take it as I know it's meant, which is just to say a powerful facilitator of energy. Mm -hmm. Um, When we say things like magician, it kind of implies that there's something I can do that no one else can do, or that's like a special talent that I have that maybe you as a client don't think you have. But um, that's, that's really not true. And all it is, is a skill that I've developed because I enjoy it. Like we all have the capacity to attune to energy and what's going on in our bodies and minds. It's just that we don't all want to be doing that. We want to be doing something else and, you know, like working on cars or, you know, being a lawyer or whatever the thing is. So um, the magician is, is kind of like this mystical misnomer in a way, but I take it for the, the, the compliment (laughs) that it's meant. Okay. Cause I found it interesting in researching these things cause I wasn't familiar with them myself. So in researching, you know, you get the, the skeptics and things like this. And they would actually use the words like magic and stuff to, to discredit it. Like it's a, Oh, it's, it's this magic thing. So what, how do you address skeptics when they're, you know, being so negative towards you? What would you say to them? Um, you know, I don't really attract people who come out and tell me that what I do is, isn't real. Okay. So that's not something that's not really a conversation that I actually have very often, but I know that there okay. are people out there who do, absolutely think that it's not real and that's okay. You know, that's totally their right to have that opinion. Um, Those people tend to want to look to data and science, which is completely fair. Mm -hmm. And we are now actually seeing more uh, research and data coming out, showing the power of energy modalities like Reiki and specifically to Reiki 
um, the California hospital system is employing Reiki masters to work in the hospitals and help with the um, recuperation of patients. And the hospital isn't looking to how it's working and like what drives Reiki to be successful. It's more just looking at the data of how patients are um, are recuperating. So what it's shown is that when a Reiki master is coming to the hospital rooms and doing Reiki and practicing it with the patient, it's resulting in them recovering faster and uh, more efficiently and having a more positive experience with their recovery process and feeling positive about their life afterward. So there is studies and data coming out to show the power of energy modalities. And so I would say to those people, kind of just like be patient, sit on your hands, wait for more research to come out and maybe you don't need to believe it, but maybe don't poo-poo it, just sort of sit in in, in um, agnosticism, right? And mm-hmm. even just allowing that little space of, I don't know the answer, right. will potentially allow you to find more magic in your life. Okay. I can use the word magic now. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well. Uh, when you describe Reiki sessions, you describe it as creating a sacred space for balancing energy, releasing resistance, restoring energy flow, channeling, connecting your enli- to your enlightened self. Um, after each session, you will experience healing, balance, be refreshed, peaceful, and centered. I want to know how it's possible to achieve this remotely. That's such a great question. Thank you so much for asking that question. No problem. You know, um, another thing that people are skeptical about is how it works remotely. And my answer to that is we're not dealing with you, Edward, in your physical body, in your physical space, wherever you are Mm -hmm. um, in the world. We're dealing with energy and it's not contained by space and time. And we're all connected ultimately to the same oneness, the same source of energy. Because if you think about it, like energy is formless and then it floats, you know, if we can give it some personality, it floats through the air. And all of a sudden we have a thought, a thought springs to mind. Well, where did that thought come from? We just took formless energy and used the incredible mechanics and dynamics of our bodies and minds and turned it into the form of thought. That's pretty incredible. Mm -hmm. So the energy flowing through us and in us isn't simply contained to our bodies. It's flowing into us and out of us, and it's accessible by anyone, anywhere, anytime. Right. And you talked earlier, or you spoke earlier about the CBD products and stuff and how it's connected. Now, was it a natural progression when you were formulating the business plan to have those connected or did that come after researching it more after the business had already started? So Alma Healing kind of came around with simultaneous simultaneous understanding that there's other tools in the world that help create wellness for us. Okay. And some of them are energy modalities and some of them are actual physical things. And the hemp plant is one of them. So we created Alma Healing with the specific intent to use the hemp plant to create, formulate, Um, innovative products that help people empower their own wellness from the inside out naturally. Besides everything you have going on right now, what is next for Danielle? Oh gosh, I wish I knew. Wouldn't that be nice if I could see into the future (laughs) and just say what's coming down the pike? Like if if we could do, I'll do that. You know, life might look a lot different. That'd be awesome. (laughs) So right now the plan is just to keep your businesses going and keep growing? You know, the plan really is to keep expanding. And I mean that sort of in the classical sense of scaling and growing two businesses. But I also mean that in the sense of we are all changing from moment to moment. And the person that we were yesterday isn't the same as I am today. 
and who I'll be tomorrow and et cetera. And so to just leave room for that expansion of who I am and allow that to bring in new inspiration and new guidance of what else I want to bring into my life and where I want to go with these businesses or who knows what else might come in. You know, I've been floating the idea of a book to get concrete about it. So I feel like that could be really interesting or some courses. I also have a 10 month old daughter. So she's taking up a lot of bandwidth voluntarily, of course, but raising her is definitely something I keep plan planning to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's probably going to be another one coming. So oh, okay. we'll see about that. Well, let me ask you, I'm curious why your podcast is called Am I Canceled? I will tell you that. So when I originally started it about four months ago, it was going to be all about cancel culture there's and there still is like a person getting canceled or deplatformed every day online or a celebrity and so it was just going to be talking about that but also the world and I had a co-host at the time and it I organized it the best I could but it wasn't it just wasn't working for me so starting season two of this podcast I decided to do the interview stuff and the Am I Cancel doesn't fit, so I am thinking about a name change. But hmm. during the first season, it was a lot of talking about cancel culture and and things like that. So <laughs> that's where the oh, name comes yeah. from. And I think it does scare people away from uh, booking themselves on the show because they're like, what? What is that? <laughs> I know. Please don't cancel me. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thank you so much for being a part of this. And I enjoyed having you here. And if you ever want to stop by again, just let me know. Thanks so much too, Edward. It was really a pleasure and I appreciate it. If you would like to learn more about Danielle Sundberg, be sure to head on over to daniellesundberg.com. That's D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E-S-U-N-B-E-R-G.com. And be sure to take advantage of the Christmas special 40% off the power duo. That's the coaching and Reiki. And then head over to ammahealing.co.com amahealing.co and be sure to take advantage of the 25% off specialty bundles the holiday bundles right now of cbd products do not miss out on those deals another thank you to danielle for being on the show and being forthcoming and a big special thank you to raven michelle everding who has recently become the sponsor of the show has been the number one fan since day one now the sponsor of the show so as we listen to raven's new commercial break let's honor her and her commitment to am i canceled And then when we come back, we will preview the next guest for Monday. And then I will tease what's coming on Friday. Here we go. Since the inception of Am I Cancelled, one woman has shown integrity and grace, beauty and loyalty above all others. And now, that woman is the official sponsor of Am I Cancelled. Thank you, Raven Michelle Everding, for your continued support. Now back to the show. All the thank yous, every last one. Now, coming up next week, we have John Ball on the show. John Ball has a bachelor's in law. He has had a a myriad of jobs, but, you know, I'm starting to see a common theme with the people I'm interviewing. It seems like they have very corporate sort of jobs, and then they find their, they get the entrepreneur bug and start their own businesses and become really happy and really successful. So we're going to talk to him about that. And we'll talk about him making his Brexit and going to Spain with his husband. And we'll talk about him being a black belt. 
him and his Facebook groups. You'll find out. You'll see. And listen to this right now. Coming on Friday, Christmas Day, December 25th, is the Christmas Spectacular. That's right. A show that's going to be over two hours long. I'll promote it on Monday as well, but this show is guest hosted by none other than Victoria Fraser. Yes, the girl that I interviewed before, and we just have a ball recapping what's happened in 2020. And I will give you a spoiler alert right now. It's kind of depressing, just a little bit, just a little bit, but we'll get through it. And I will see you Monday and then Friday. Goodbye. Well, that was an awful show. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week to find out if we're canceled. Until then, this has been Am I Canceled? Thank <laughs> you.